0: Episode 80 of Board Games with Varian Hex is all about the 2022 Board Game Geek Holiday Gift Guide. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about the categories and games selected for this year's BGG Gift Guide. We're not really sure of what all goes into creating these lists on Board Game Geek, but we enjoy reviewing them together and picking our favorites. If you'd like to follow along, you can click on the link in the episode description. Creating a Board Game Geek account is free, and if you do so, you can save and share your picks. Just use the rating buttons below the description of each game as you listen, and stick around for the podcast outro for more information on how to share. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about the 2022 Board Game Geek Holiday Gift Guide.
1: What are your thoughts on Ivy Day?
0: It's it's green, maybe too green.
1: Not as good as holiday,
0: huh? Oh, you know what? That is the best one. That is the best one. It's the 2022 Board Game Geek Holiday Gift Guide. For whatever holiday you do or honestly don't want to celebrate, they're still board games for you. I'm going to read a little bit of the snippet. Now, we did this last year, so you can go backwards. I think it's episode 15, the Mm. 2021 Board Game Geek Holiday Gift Guide. Honestly, I bet they're still all pretty good and possibly even for sale board games. The board game Geek puts this list together. They do it by different categories. We're going to go through each category, talk about what's in it, pick our favorite game from that category, go on to the next. And there'll be a link for this whole list in the episode description. Uh, board game geek believes board games make the best gifts because they bring family and friends together for memorable experiences while providing hours and hours of entertainment. We couldn't agree more. They also stimulate the brain and can teach us useful skills, of course. There are a wide variety of games on the market, and that's what we're gonna be going through right now.
1: So these are all games from the last year that Mm -hmm. they're saying would make excellent holiday gifts, correct?
0: I don't think that's true.
1: No. No, I think the
0: games (laughs) I think the games could be from previous years. They probably do skew a bit more recent than not, but I don't think that's a requirement. It was a good gift. And I think in general, they are going to be games that you can buy now or are somewhat easy to find through the Internet. We're doing this, I would say early, but honestly, it's always great to get your shopping done before, you know, the depths of December. If you're celebrating that specific gift giving holiday, uh, that's a good point known as Christmas. So it's always better to do it a little earlier than later. So I imagine the availability could change. Let's jump right into it. And the first up is Dog Lover, two to four players. You rescue beloved dogs, train them new tricks, and cherish their unique traits. It's open drafting, set collection, animals, and card game. Uh, There's Marvel Champions, the card game. One to four players battle Marvel villains with unique teams of iconic heroes in this living card game, LCG. In case you didn't know what that stands for, I almost didn't just now when I read it. Cooperative card game, deck construction, and collectible components. We have Marvel Remix, another Marvel game. Two to six players build the ultimate Marvel team of heroes and villains by building the best hand. That's open drafting, set collection, and card game. Those things that I'm reading off, those are the mechanisms. So that's kind of like the things that happen in the game or how the game ends up getting played. Reign of Dragoness, two to eight players. A new twist on ladder climbing games with standard and advanced play. Ladder climbing card game fantasy. Scout is a two to five player game where you poach your opponent's artists and outdo each other's circus shows. It's ladder climbing and a card game. And then Village Rails, two to four players. You modernize the pastoral English countryside by building rail networks. That is Market, Network, and Route Building, Card Game, and Trains. Now, Adam. It's a good list. Yeah, It's a pretty good list. I'm feeling this is a, off to a very good start. I have heard of all but one of these games, had not heard of Reign of Dragoness, and honestly, a new twist on a ladder-climbing game sounds interesting. I like those a little more than I expected. We've played Scout, which is mm-hmm. also ladder-climbing. The description they gave for Scout, I don't remember any of that. I remember cards with numbers on them. <laughs> I don't remember out doing circus shows. Like there is a nice theme to it, but I I don't recall any of that.
1: The Reign of Dragon as having a standard and an advanced play as well, I think makes it maybe a better gift as it's going to be a more versatile based on your yeah. audience.
0: Two to eight players means that quite a few holiday gatherers can get in on the game. Now, Marvel Remix is fantasy realms, but Marvel themed. And that is a, well, light game. It's a bit random though, because you just, as you're getting cards, you're trying to make the best hand you're kind of pulling things from the discard or the deck. And once there's so many cards in the discard, the game's just over. But it's it'll be like, a, this card's worth 50 unless you don't have this other card. And then it's worth negative seven. And before you really know the deck, it kind of feels like, I don't know. Are we just making up numbers?
1: Do you know if there's... Because the, honestly, Fantasy Realms is... I'm not going to say only playable, but mostly hmm. playable because of the app that helps you score it.
0: Oh, right. Yes. Is there an
1: app for these <sighs> other skins of this? I
0: think that it's... It's the same company making it. I hope that they put it in there. That same reason of, well, you get 50 unless you don't have this card, then you get negative seven type thing means that if you're trying to manually score it, it can be really hard. The app lets you just select all the cards that you ended with, and then it will tell you what your score is. Honestly, it, it changes everything. Do it on paper and pencil. I think I would actually despise the game maybe like uh, the scoring just wouldn't be worth the modest amount of fun that i end up having so i would hope so
1: yeah it's definitely a second game then you play this game and then you play a second game of trying to score oh, the yeah. game yeah and then figuring that out
0: and if none of you have played it before that first game maybe no one really knows what just happened right so and you have a pick for this section
1: of course i do i'm ultimately gonna pick dog lover because <laughs>
0: I am one. You are?
1: (laughs) I am one. I would like to put this out to the world uh, going into the season that if you get this game, you should expect at some point while playing it, they're going to bring you an actual dog as the real present. And you should be upset if that doesn't happen.
0: Oh, wow. That's a high bar. Um, Yep, sure is. (laughs) It's like, this is the beloved dog that I rescued for you as in the game. Dog lover.
1: Right. And I'm not pro usually giving dogs as gifts because it's not what you should do. But I'm going to trust that these have all been well thought out decisions and that dog's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be part of your family forever. Well,
0: maybe this Christmas you get dog lover. You see how they take care of the game, how they enjoy the game. And it's more of a vetting process for next year when they actually get a dog.
1: The neighbors are asking, why are you walking that game? I'm practicing for next year.
0: We just need to make, it's a big commitment.
1: Yep, I like that. That's good.
0: Uh, What about you? What are
1: you thinking?
0: uh, Now, I thought I was going to say Village Rails because that is one that I heard about around Gen Con and wanted to pick up and just didn't get around to it. But I think I want to know more about Reign of Dragoness. I do like ladder climbing games. They're not incredibly common. There's not a ton of them. And ladder climbing is like when you have a, I play a single card and then you play a single card that's higher. And then the next person plays a pair that's lower than any of those, but they play two cards. So now they're at the top of the ladder and you kind of keep escalating that way as you play through cards. And a lot of times you're trying to get rid of your hand. It's usually like a shedding thing as well. where you are trying to shed your cards and get and and climb the ladder to get rid of them faster than the people around you. So I think that is going to be my pick for card games. And the next up,
1: we have cooperative games, which I read as cooperative games every time and then have to re-say it in my head because that's not a word. No. The first one up is E.T., the extraterrestrial light years from home game. Now, you're going to be helping E.T. escape federal agents so that he can go home. Sounds like your classic E.T. storyline. That's going to be two to four players, 30 minutes, cooperative game, movies, TV radio theme, and science fiction. Again, that all checks out for what I know about E.T. <laughs> the next one is healthy heart hospital. Work together to save patients if they pass away under your care. Ha! I didn't expect hide the bodies. What? Sorry, I was reading it. I just did not expect hide the bodies as the end of this. Um, one to five players. You could play this by yourself. Yeah. Action points, cooperative game, economic, medical. Wow. Then we have intrepid. A cooperative asymmetric game of survival aboard the International Space Station. One to four players, 60 to 90 minutes. Cooperative dice rolling, dice, space exploration. Lupos. A pack of wolves solves quest to call its leader in its in this cooperative fl- oh, family game. One through five players, 30-minute playtime, cooperative game. Paint the Roses, which keeps showing up on all our episodes, yeah, I would like to point it out. Does. Two to five players, a puzzling day in Wonderland, working together to outsmart the Queen of Hearts. 50 to 70 minutes. Communication limits. Cooperative game. Deduction and fantasy. The spill. One through four. 50 to 60 minutes. Work together to contain a devastating oil spill and save the sea life. Action points. Cooperative game. Adventure. Animals. First thoughts, Kelly.
0: These feel more dire overall than the the last one had two different marvel games. Yeah. And now it's it's wolves, it's the space station, it's oil spills, it's hiding bodies as a doctor. <laughs> There's it's good that they're cooperative. I feel like I'm it would help to not be working against someone else in these scenarios and a lot of them are solo games paint the roses and et are two or more players but the healthy heart hospital intrepid and lupos and the spill you can play just by yourself which is often true of cooperative games since you all have one goal anyway a lot of times you don't necessarily need another person true yeah a lot of different themes i don't i'm not a big necessarily a big space game person I probably wouldn't pick the International Space Station one, um, but that looks good, and I actually haven't heard of that one before.
1: It's the only one that calls out dice. Is the only reason it appealed to me more than the space part. That's the rest did not mention that.
0: Yeah, especially Lupos. It says that it is cooperative, but doesn't really say are there cards in it. Are you rolling dice? It doesn't say how you're really executing the game to, you know, meet the objective.
1: Mysterious like a wolf. Yeah.
0: It's just a pack of wolves. Yeah. Yep. Paint the Roses, even though we have talked about it a few times, but I end up always choosing against it. Like it comes down to me buying that game and something else. And I always end up picking something else. And I feel like that's probably going to happen again this time. The Spill has a really, if I'm remembering this correctly has like this dice tower that's built into it. So even though it doesn't say dice rolling, you, I think you drop something into the tower. It sits in the middle of the game. And then how those dice spill out onto the board kind of replicates the direction of the spill or something.
1: Yeah. it's So I believe it's like a uh, meant to represent an oil rig oh, or something. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're, you're dropping black dice as right. the actual spilling is happening. And then that Gosh. affects the
0: game. Yeah. Again, a very dramatic. I really like the artwork on the cover but a very dramatic setting.
1: It's for potential, you know, upcoming holidays. Mm -hmm. It might be a little serious for being sprinkled in with like peppermint mint candy and things like that, you know, just, or maybe that's good. Maybe that's what you need. A nice Santa cookie palate cleanser (laughs) in between turns.
0: Right. It's not, it's not all sweets. There's real problems. And I think that could also, if you are getting these as gifts, I got to say, I am mostly thinking about the games I'd want for myself more than the ones I'd want to give for gifts. These are very different themes. So if you know someone is more interested in one of those themes, I also think cooperative games are a nice one to get. Maybe for someone who isn't super into board gaming, because if you then play it together, you're all working together to do something. You're not setting up this kind of like... I'm likely to win because I play more board games. If you know they're into like environmental causes, they might like something that's themed around the spill. If you know they really like space station, space exploration type things, again, they are intrepid for that theme. Now, even if they're in the medical profession or if they watch a lot of like medical dramas, what have you, that line about if they pass away, hide the bodies I know it might be why I pick this one just because what why what is happening
1: of course I'm picking this one also (laughs) there's no way it it gets funnier the more you think about it it's also the name healthy heart hospital yeah you know they're having like a conversation like somebody dies they're like we have to hide the body why because then we wouldn't be healthy heart (laughs) hospital Would would be dying heart (laughs) hospital we have to save the practice
0: oh that's so weird yeah, so it's it's getting a double recommendation, apparently, for us, uh, just out of curiosity alone. The next one, now this is a tricky gift-giving category. This is really for your board game group, I think, because this one is expansions. So all of these are just add-ons to other full games. And usually what is true is you need that original game to even play the expansion for it. So starting off Galaxy Trucker, keep on trucking two to four players. If you've mastered the basics of Galaxy Trucker, then you're ready for this. It's dice rolling events. It's the expansion for the base game and it's action dexterity. Then meadow downstream. That's an expansion for meadow. One to four players go kayaking down the river to explore the aquatic wildlife of the meadow. Action retrieval, hand management, expansion for base game and animals. I'm not going to keep saying expansion for base game. That's what we're here to do. And then Picture Perfect expansion is Picture Perfect, the Movie Star expansion. Two to six players, stars come to your party. Who will talk to whom and who comes closest to his idols? Auction bidding, hidden victory points, deduction, and negotiation. The Red Cathedral expansion is called the Red Cathedral Contractors. One to four players, complete contracts while building St. Basil's Cathedral, area majority influence, dice rolling, and dice. Ugh which seems inherent with dice rolling sagrada expansion sagrada the great facades glory two to four players compete to construct the best stained glass masterpiece contracts dice rolling and abstract strategy and then we have the viticulture expansion viticulture world cooperative expansion Uh, one to six players and players work together to compete against asymmetric conditions on a new board contracts cooperative game and economic. What are you thinking?
1: Well, I will say, I'm sure these are some lovely expansions. None are leaping out to me in the way yeah. that some of the other categories did. Yeah. Um. I guess if I'm imagining, you know, Pop Pop didn't understand the instructions and bought me the expansion instead of the actual game. The one I would want would probably be the Galaxy Trucker cover is the most fun. But a cooperative viticulture means I don't have to play viticulture again. So, it's a weird decision. I'm going to pick the Galaxy Trucker. Keep on trucking.
0: Yeah, it does look like a fun one. Is Action Dexterity already Galaxy Trucker? Because you flip over the tiles when you play. Because you're kind of, there's all these little square tiles. There's one phase of the game where you're all flipping those over to make like a spaceship. And then once that's done, you, I think, are rolling dice and kind of visiting different things. Like try to hit your ship. You're visiting different planets to kind of like get resources And the end of it all, I think it converts all into money. And whoever, you know, made the most money on the voyage wins. So I don't know if there's even more dexterity in this one. Or I'm not sure exactly. They just say that if you've mastered the basics, then you're ready for this. But they don't really say what that's going to entail.
1: Yeah, they've kept a lot of surprise in the package on this one. Um, But I guess for $31, you could find out.
0: Wow. Which is, I feel like that's a... If that feels a little high for an expansion, but I don't know how much content they're adding.
1: The Viticulture one was like 60, right?
0: The Viticulture one...
1: 50, sorry. I don't mean to be extreme. It's 50. 60. I,
0: can, can you play it separately, or do you have to have the main game, I wonder? Because it's even cooperative, mm. and it says on a new board, but maybe you still need all the pieces. Yeah, I... if. We have not played Viticulture ever, like, in person, physically the game, but I think we've all separately played the app at least once, and maybe there's something that's going to be different outside of the app, but I don't think any of us really enjoyed it. It's a highly regarded game. A lot of people- People love it. Yeah, really enjoy Viticulture, and there's it's a bit of worker placement, which kind of isn't mentioned here, but- it ha- it, ne- it. didn't really, like, click, I think, with any of us. Did Aaron maybe, like, do really well And we like when he played it? Do you remember that?
1: I think he did extremely well with it. And was talking to us about stuff where yeah I wasn't doing the things he was doing, but then I didn't really want to play with him after he described how he played the game. So. Right, right. Because I, I, mean, I could just lose him on other games.
0: You know? Right. We don't have to get this new game for that. Yeah. Right. I've heard about the... I think the other thing why these aren't jumping out as much, we haven't collectively played these games a ton sagrada is a good game however it is also on my call pile right now because i think that as i've gotten more things i'm just less likely to pick it over other games when it comes down to it um picture perfect i thought was interesting but i didn't love didn't buy that one so i think (laughs) i'm gonna go with Ooh, am i I've heard good things about Meadow, but I'm going to go with the Red Cathedral Contractors. I haven't picked up the original Red Cathedral either, but I could see just getting both at once and it's kind of a bit of a bet to get a game and an expansion at the same time. But uh, I, think that's, I think that's what I'd pick for that one.
1: I think that's a good choice. Plus, now you get an excuse to buy the other game, So really a two-for-one present for yourself. Right. So next up, uh, family games. We're going to start off with Acropolis. Now, at the heart of the Mediterranean, rival cities seek wealth and glory. Two to four players. In-game bonuses, layering, ancient, and city building. Azul, a classic. Two to four players. Artfully embellish the walls of your palace by drafting the most beautiful tiles. In-game bonuses, open drafting, abstract strategy, puzzle. Cascadia. Create the most harmonious ecosystem as you puzzle together habitats and wildlife our old friend in-game bonuses is back again. <laughs> Hexagon grid, animals, puzzle. Kites. Keep the kites in the air by playing your cards just right. Two to six players, only ten minutes. Cooperative game, real time. Splendor. Two to four players, 30 minutes. Renaissance merchants race to grab gems, acquire property, and please nobility. Contracts, open drafting, card game, economic. Yak. Two to four players, 30 to 60 minutes, build a great and colorful stone tower to guide Yaks in the Himalayas. Matching. Economic.
0: What a lovely bunch of games.
1: Yeah. It's that's what
0: I have to say. List. It's something that's kind of harder to find. A lot of the other games we've mentioned so far and probably will mention can still fall under this category. I know we've seen Kites in here as a cooperative game, so that obviously could have been in the other cooperative category. Like, we see some overlap. But I think what I like about family games is, as they're defined here, you can enjoy it in kind of a light and breezy way, or you can really crunch and try to do it, like, perfectly. I know that's how we felt about, Aaron and I felt about Acropolis, where we played it, but then the way the scoring is, we end up having a discussion afterwards, because you're stacking tiles up, but the tiles are, like these uh they're hexes but they're a set of three hexes connected together as one tile and so you're kind of you're stacking those and you're kind of puzzling them because what ends up what you don't cover up can get scored but the different colors score different ways so you're kind of trying to draft from the middle and a lot of that drafting from the middle this open drafting kind of thing is happening in it happens in Acropolis. It happens in Azul. There's a drafting way that you're taking the tiles there. It's in Cascadia as well. Splendor? a yeah. uh, Kind of. There's some of that going on too. So it's interesting how often that, and you were saying that in-game bonuses, that those are sort of like a, I don't know if that just makes it a choose your own adventure kind of game. Like, you know, pick up some resources, do some stuff with them. And then at the end, we'll just, we'll we'll try to assign some points to things. Like, There's some similar format to all of those.
1: And I I could see that being a good gift because then everyone's playing, not knowing necessarily who's winning or losing in real time. And that could be fun with family or friends that maybe you don't see as often as other times of year.
0: Yeah. And they're pretty good looking games too. Like Azul has really nice components in it. They're kind of Starburst size and very colorful. Uh, tiles that come in that game. So I think there's also, Cascadia has lots of nature imagery. The kites has lovely pictures of kites. So I think there's also something that's pleasing about the production quality of a game feeling good enough that it could stand up to a lot of plays, stand up to Mm -hmm. you maybe playing and eating a little bit and like the components aren't kind of gonna deteriorate or excessively wear too fast on you. And yeah, we have some Splendor, could be among the older games is going to be listed here. That was released in 2014, but just like, I think it sold like a million copies since then. Wow. Like it's, it is a very, it's a very solid game. I don't remember the acquire property part. Is that just the cards? Is that the property?
1: Yeah. They're being a little loosey goosey with some of these descriptions. <laughs> I feel like.
0: Yeah. And Yak is also another one that I, I haven't bought it. I've seen it before. It has really cute, it has like little yaks with carts on the back. Really cute components. So yeah, these do have a family feeling of just like nice and bright and colorful and, you know, no challenging themes like, yeah, we're going to hide the bodies at the hospital. <laughs> right. Or...
1: How will uh, we clean up this oil spill? That's
0: killing all the natural wildlife. Yeah, so... Very much a a tone and art direction and kind of mood that's just different in all of these. It does feel pretty comforting.
1: Yeah, I think I've got my pick in. I think I'm going to solidly go yak. And I've not played it. Yeah. But high whimsy on these components. And I like a high whimsy in life. And I definitely like it on a holiday. I think people would enjoy watching it that aren't playing it. Mm -hmm. Because you're moving around these yak pieces and everything. I think it'd be a solid gift choice.
0: That's a good point. I'm actually going to use that same reasoning. I like that to pick kites. It's a cooperative game, but it's, and it's only 10 minutes. It's a frantic 10 minutes because the way that you keep the kites in the air, there's these sand timers with different amounts of, or different speed of sand going through them. And each one is a different color. And that's representing the kites you have in the air. So you're playing cards to flip these sand timers to cooperatively keep all the kites up. And oh. I think that's another one that as you see people playing it it is going to be a little bit like what are they what are they doing over there what are they doing at the kitchen table I thought we were done with the meal Right Yeah I think I'm going to pick that one but honestly that is a that's a strong category right there That's good And now for the fans I think this is going to mean IP games or intellectual property games so mm-hmm. some other theme some other show some other something video game and now there's some board game version of it so that's probably going to be the for the fans section if i'm guessing by the first two here the very first one captured moments a downton abbey game two to six players capture moments from the downton abbey film to secure victory uh it's in-game bonuses There's set collection card game and then movies tv radio theme fallout shelter the board game two to four players Vault dwellers compete to become the overseer of their vaults. There's dice rolling, there's in-game bonuses. This one's a video game theme. There's Marvel Dice Throne, two to six players. Marvel Dice Throne is a competitive or team-based dice rolling combat game. There's dice rolling, there's take that, card game, and then comic book slash strip theme. Northgard Uncharted Lands is two to five players. It's a streamlined 4X board game based on Norse mythology. It's campaign battle card driven, deck, bag, and pool building, fantasy, and medieval. We have small World of Warcraft. Two to five players take charge of the fantasy races of Azeroth to eliminate foes and occupy lands. There's area majority influence, area movement, fantasy, and fighting. And we have Star Wars villainous Power of the Dark Side. Two to four players. The villains assemble to face off, race to their goal, and rule the galaxy. There's hand management. Take that. Card game movies tv radio theme for the fans adam which one are you a fan of
1: uh i think i'd be the biggest fan of marvel dice throne of this list there are a couple in contention and a couple that i don't know what they are so i'm really not a fan <laughs> i think by rule you have yeah. to at least know it exists to be considered a fan and i've not played dice throne on its own i'm not really sure how oh. we missed dice throne i missed dice
0: throne Well, I've played it only once, Uh, the local, one of the local board game cafes here, Aaron and I went to in 2019, maybe, and we played the, not the, this is Marble Dice Throne and that is a licensed kind of version of regular old Dice Throne. It had just, uh, it's generic somehow sounds mean, but it had generic characters in it. I thought it was just a two player game then, but maybe it's always been two to six players. What's nice about the game when you open it, even that original version, you have your own set of dice. The other person has their own set of dice with different symbols on them. And you, if you roll certain combinations of dice, to me, it it reminded me of like a fighting game that you would play on a a video game console. Because it was sort of like, well, if you do this combo of buttons and you get to do this sort of thing. That's what it seemed like to me because you get this card where... Um, it has like the combos available to you if you roll the dice that match that combo. And you're just attacking the other person. So it is very combative, but this says there's a team-based version, which that might be kind of fun. You know, you kind of team up as different groups of Marvel heroes. I don't know how many heroes come in one box. I want to think that the one at Target maybe has four different, but you might be able to buy like extra sets of of people to play in that one.
1: Gotcha. I kind of like getting an IP game that I don't have or know the original version of.
0: Oh, really? Because I know,
1: like, Splendor had a Marvel Splendor, I believe.
0: Marvel is trying to get into every one of these categories. Honestly, the fact that there's not a Marvel game in each one is almost surprising.
1: (laughs) Right. But I think I had a hard time, I never got it and played it, but I had a hard time even imagining deviating from my beloved jeweler's faces on those cards that I've stared at for so much so many hours, right, and I think, but if you don't ever know the game, I'm almost more drawn to an i p if that's the case. I could just fall in love with it as it is right now,
0: okay, yeah, and I think the other one's Northgard, is not like a different version now, Small World of Warcraft that is a spin off of Small World, which is an existing board game a, a bit older at this point. I would imagine it's as old as Splendor, if not maybe a little older. Um, And then that one's themed in the World of Warcraft video game. The Star Wars villainous is kind of half and half because there's a Disney villainous that was always Disney villains, but now we're getting a Star Wars version of that other Disney game. So that one is kind of a theme of another game. The Fallout Shelter one and the captured moments. I think those are both unique. Now the Downton Abbey game, there's a game called Obsession that's, looks to be themed in that exact same thing. And that could that could be a better idea, I guess, unless you're specifically interested not in generally that kind of time period, era, aesthetic, but specifically Downton Abbey, maybe you would go with that game instead. I think I'm going to go with I have a fair amount of IP games, but this particular category not really calling out to me. I think I would give it to gosh north guard i have not played that video game i have thought about it it is on more than one wish list for different video game systems just haven't actually gone with it yet and this streamlined 4x game 4x is a board game term for ooh, exterminate expand is exploit one of them exploit and explore exploit expand no explore
1: yeah explore expand exploit exterminate
0: Okay, I think maybe getting the board game will be the way that I get into the video game. And I do like deck bag and pool building, Forex games I don't necessarily love. I think I, that's the one I'd go for.
1: Good pick, good pick. And then up next, we've got, so these are games for five to six players. It, it looks like from the first one, also two to six players. <laughs> yeah. So not exclusively <laughs> no. five to six players. Um the first one, Deckscape Crew versus Crew: The Pirates Island. Play versus in caps <laughs> another player or team in this competitive pocket escape room.
0: Oh. 2 to oh. 6 players,
1: 30 to 90 minutes, team-based game, card game, pirates. Last message Now this is 3 to 8 players, so a little below and a little above, 5 to 6 players. You can play this in just 15 minutes. Identify the criminal before they cover their tracks. Deduction, line drawing, murder mystery, party game, planet unknown, 1 to 6. 60 to 80 minutes, develop and colonize your planet with oddly shaped titles, nope. Oddly-shaped tiles served on a rotating tray. Networking and route building, open drafting, city building, industry manufacturing. Psychic Pizza delivers Go to the Ghost Town. That's a lot of words in that title. (laughs) Three to five players, 30 to 50 minutes, use psychic powers to deduce where to deliver the pizza and avoid the ghost. If I had a dollar. (laughs) Modular board, paper and pencil, deduction, exploration. Twilight Inscription, 1 to 8, 90 to 120 minutes. Roll your way through the Twilight Imperium universe. It's going to include dice rolling, variable player powers, and science fiction. That seems like a pretty sizable range of games here sizeable range of times.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit all over the place. Uh, there's a game night, which is Board Game Geek does these videos where you can watch people teach you how to play and then they play through the whole game and you can watch them play it. There's one for Last Message that if I'm remembering correctly, that one did look pretty good. The Psychic Pizza Deliverers Go to the Ghost Town is just the silliest title. And that one yep. starts at 3 players which I don't do too often. I We like to get games that could still be played at two, but that's the same for Last Message. It starts at three players. Ah, I don't know. Planet Unknown has a solo mode and I've heard good things about that one. I'm just a sucker for a pirate theme and probably yeah. Deckscape, Crew versus Crew, the Pirate's Island. It's only $15. It's a little escape room. And I think Deckscape maybe means that yeah, you have these cards, some kind of deck of cards that's creating this escape game. So I'd probably get that one first. Get that one first. Go ahead and get do that. And then I'd have the harder choice of what other game I might pick in this category. But for 15, it feels like, yeah, let's just go ahead. Throw that in the cart. See what that's about.
1: It does seem like a bargain. Which one had the rotating tray? I am kind of a yeah. sucker for anything on a rotating tray, whether that's... Uh, some sort of summer sausage, right? And some kind cheese of appetizers, yeah. Or, or an unknown planet,
0: yeah. <laughs> you could probably have both on the table while you oh,
1: play.
0: I know what a day that's a holiday. I mean,
1: I can't because I have to go to work at some point. <laughs>
0: so, You'll run uh, out of sausage eventually.
1: Yeah, I think I'd pick Planet Unknown for that reason. Oh, but that psychic pizza delivers. <laughs> delivers. Go, go to the to ghost, ghost town, town. Is too much fun to say.
0: Yeah, and there's not there's deduction exploration, a modular board and paper and pencil, where to deliver pizza and avoid ghosts. It's so it's such a zany theme. Yeah, that's is a, that's it just a battleship
1: call. like kind of reskinned where like you're picking I where hope to deliver not. pizza and avoid of, ghosts and
0: the ghosts yeah, of the ships. Oh, you know what? Let's let's not maybe let's not find out. That kind of ruins right. it for me. Twilight Inscription. I have. I played it. I like Hadrian's Wall so much more. I don't think I'm going to keep Twilight Inscription. It's still still good. If you like the space theme, there's a lot going on. It has some excellent chalk markers because the boards are very dark and inky like space. Um, but they give you markers that you can write on top of that. And that's neat. Um, but it's a, it's a bit much, I think, for not really getting enough back. I, I think I still prefer Hadrian's Wall for a really big roll and write game
1: if you want a board that's brighter than the christmas tree twilight inscription
0: yeah it's it does have a holiday lights feel to it so that could be a theme and it is eight players the table space you would need oh boy oh, like bring
1: out all the leaves for sure
0: yes and you probably already have your whole table out for the holiday meal so that's perfect you'll already have those leaves out of storage put into your table and extended Because every player gets four sheets. So you sort of have a lot to filter through and manage uh, in that one. And still all the way down to one player. So if it's just you still at the table, and you know, more space for rolling. Yeah. Moving on to heavy games. These aren't really in any particular order, I'm realizing. We're kind of just bouncing around and that's fine as far as the categories go. First up, Arc Nova: One to four players plan and build a modern, scientifically managed zoo to support conservation projects. In-game bonuses, hand management, animals, and economic. We have Pitoku: One to four players become the next great spirit of the forest, exploring it and helping lost souls. That's deck bag and pool building. In-game bonuses, fantasy and mythology. We have Carnegie: One to four players become the most influential entrepreneur and benefactor of your era. Action Retrieval, Area Movement, Economic, Industry Manufacturing. Lacrimosa, one to four players participate in the completion of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's last piece, The Requiem, Deck, Bag, and Pool Building, In-Game Bonuses, and Music. We have Perseverance Castaway Chronicles Episodes 1 and 2. That's 1 to 4 players. Discover a living dinosaur world in a series of mechanically evolving strategy games. We have Terracotta Army 1 to 4 players. Build the Terracotta Army to protect Emperor Qin Shi Huang in the afterlife. Area majority influence, income, ancient, and miniatures. Weather Machine 1 to 4 players. Leverage research and lab experience to address extreme weather facing the world action points set collection and science fiction is that science fiction that feels factual what a mouthful of titles i did yeah. better than i expected you did but great. boy heavy games heavy titles heavy themes uh, heavy i feel themes. like i feel Didn't like they were that. they were very specifically worded because you know running a zoo can also be a pretty silly and often kind of referenced and used theme. But this one was like scientifically managed for conservation projects. So it seems like they're really trying to push as much as they can. This is an ethical zoo. Please do not get upset about the fact that we're making you create a zoo. We're doing it the right way.
1: Right. Don't just leave them on their own where they could survive just fine if we just left them all be
0: conservation
1: i'm probably not thinking that game, picking that game. <laughs> yes
0: well i think that's the thing i i that's why i say that they've really yeah. pushed an angle because there is conservation work especially in light of the weather machine theme down there at the bottom that yeah. zoos can do where they're like yeah this animal is not in a good habitat we're trying to grow the populations that is in the wild we're trying to take care of them things happen usually those things are people But yes, and people say a lot about Ark Nova that if you like Terraforming Mars, you'll love Ark Nova. I didn't especially like Terraforming Mars. I think there's a whole thing about big deck of cards games, Wingspan, Maracaibo, Terraforming Mars, where your job is to kind of sift through all of these things and make something of it. And I don't always love that. However, that's Ark Nova. People do love it. I don't think either one of us are picking that. Me, not for zoo reasons. Yeah.
1: It looks like alien elephants. Every time I see the box at first cuz it's like a floating elephant on a Oh, like a like f- an aircraft.
0: Yeah. I don't and I haven't played it. I don't think that's part of it.
1: Oh, I don't either. I'm just, you know, looking at it right now, talking out loud, microphone but, right in front of me. But
0: yeah, this Arc Nova, like a new arc futuristic. I don't think that you're like submitting them for any sort of no. interstellar travel. Bitoku, I hear the board is beautiful but busy. And then it's a pretty, it's also a good one. I didn't know it was deck, bag, and pool building, actually. And again, looking for more of those games. I do enjoy that. Lacrimosa, I saw at the game store this week, and I just wasn't ready to buy. What did I buy instead? I bought the expansion to Quacks of Quedlinburg this week at the game store instead. Mm -hmm. Speaking of deck, bag, and pool building, this one also, deck, bag, and pool building, the theme sounds very interesting. And I think you're furthermore trying, like, you're people who you're patrons of Mozart, and you're trying to, like, sort of maybe influence the way the biographies are written to make it sound like you guys were, like, super good friends and you did all these great things for him. That seems like a little icky. They don't mention it in this short bit. And I not, I'm not sure how present that theme really is that might just be like a little bit of an undercurrent to justify why are there four people doing this
1: yes i'm gonna i think i know my pick of these okay. and there's lots of cool ones yeah but it does seem like a heavier theme and i like a heavy game with less of a heavy theme i like one heaviness so i'm gonna go with the jurassic park knockoff once where oh
0: perseverance you go to
1: dinosaur island okay. In a series of mechanically evolving strategy, strategy
0: games, games. yeah. Two
1: episodes, yeah. Like the first one, you find the dinosaurs. The second one, you got to do something with these dinosaurs. So,
0: <laughs> I, I was imagining find them, escape them. Where are the dinosaurs? <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, there they are. <laughs> oh no, there they are. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. I've heard that like the episode. I think the episodes one and two really are different from one yeah. another. I don't know if it's a thing that you can play over and over again. I guess so. It doesn't really say legacy. But something about episodes makes it feel like yeah, it just happens and then it's gone.
1: The double dice on that one as well was a big sell.
0: Oh, dice rolling
1: and dice. I'm just glad that you're looking I get to for roll a dice, dice
0: Christmas. That I have. Really, I think that's I think what so. you, if you're hol- for you if the holiday season's going well, you're rolling dice.
1: Yep, I want to hear the the clatter of dice on a table as you know I'm eating green bean casserole and ham.
0: <laughs> I wonder if there's dice. I mean, I'm sure there are that have like jingle bells in them. Like you'd have some jingle dice. For the holidays. Oh. We'll see if that's oh, on the I, list. i would get old. You I'd, know oh, I couldn't do that. fast. Oh. oh, I mean fast, but would you pull them out every Christmas out of obligation? Yeah, I think so.
1: I'll hide a cat toy in the first six seconds it has one. <laughs> like, oh, uh,
0: I think, gosh, I think I'm, there's a lot of games here. I think because they are heavier, it's a little harder to casually try them. So there's a lot of games here that I've been wanting to try, and I'm kind of split between Carnegie and Weather Machine and I think at this point I'm going to say Carnegie speaking of like complicated histories like the way the zoos it's not always not always the best the game on this one does I think in the rule book kind of say Eh, this is a bit complicated because you could make some arguments about trying to be this type of entrepreneur and what it kind of means for society. I think this game may even be on board game arena, oh, so wow. it's it's one that I've been meaning to try. That's the one that I'm going to pick for the heavy games. Good pick. Oh, I bet the kids games are going to be a lot easier to read, Adam.
1: I know. I'm excited. <laughs> kids games. Clue. Finding Nemo. Two to six players. Just keep swimming as you search for Dory. Aww. Deduction, paper and pencil, children's game, movie, TV, radio, theme, 60 to 180 minutes.
0: He's hard to find.
1: <laughs> Disney happiest day game. Oh my gosh. Spend time in Magic Kingdom Park without leaving your home. No mechanics. No, whatsoever. you know there
0: aren't. No, just nope. have a happy day.
1: Yeah. Food fighters, two to two players, veggies or meat. Who will claim victory in the War of Food? Dice rolling, Mm -hmm. set collection, children's game, dice. Moonlight Castle. Two to four players, 30 minutes. Rescue gems from a thieving wizard by replacing them with pebbles. Modular board, worker placement, children's game. Quacks and Company. Quedlinburg Dash. Two to four players, 25 minutes. Fill your feed bag with the right tokens so your mount will race to victory. Deck bag and pool building, dice rolling, medieval and racing yummy yummy monster tummy (laughs) two to four players 15 to 30 minutes the monsters are hungry and it's down to you to feed them the right colored food cooperative hand management card and this is also a children's game
0: well yummy yummy monster tummy does win for the best title by far
1: i didn't know that quacks had a children's version of their games.
0: (laughs) new this year it looks like 2022 and I kinda <sighs> think that it was nominated for the Kinderspiel this Yaris. Or mm. maybe even won it. I'm not sure. But I think people were a little annoyed that like some of the Kinderspiels were just kid versions of other games. Somehow that feels less, you know, original or unique, but I don't know. That seems it's fine. it's pretty
1: adorable to imagine mommy, you know, daddy playing a game here or whoever, the kids playing the smaller version there. I mean that right.
0: seems Right. If you're gonna get them Quacks and co, you might as well get yourself Quacks of Quedlinburg. Everybody have a quack and good time. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean I don't disagree. Quack and Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> the Moonlight Castle, I think they're oh, I feel like I definitely saw a video of it and I'm trying to think, was that just some kind of board game Twitch stream or was that on YouTube? But that one looks pretty cute. I believe that's a Haba game, very well known for being excellent at making games for small children. That's five plus the Moonlight Castle game. And you don't see a lot of games that start at an age that low. And when you do, they're usually hobby games. Now, Happiest yep. Day game also starts at age five plus. No idea what happens. in And I'm sure if you actually click through on Board Game Geek, you could find out a little more. But they don't tell you, like, are we going to roll dice? Are there cards? How are we having a happy day? Um, right. We don't know. But yeah, the, the 180 minutes on the clue finding Nemo is a little bit intimidating as far as that's longer if than the movie. I'm Clue with a
1: kid for 180 minutes, I'm, I'm just conceding the game and leaving <laughs> long before that.
0: The movie's got to be only like... Two that it's hours clue, is
1: 120 minutes.
0: It's Clue finding Nemo, but then it says you're going to be searching for Dory. Because,
1: I mean, it's got to just be the same clue skin, right? So instead of Mr. Body being murdered... You're finding You're Dory, finding and it's got to be different locations,
0: right? Uh, right. Like, but 180 minutes, thing. you would watch the ori- uh, the original Finding Nemo, then the because I think there's another one where you are searching for Dory, right? Finding I mean, Dory, yeah. we're we're hardly experts in this category. No. That said, which one would you most like to play? I would
1: most like to tell invite everyone to play Yummy Yummy Monster Tummy because it'd be pretty <laughs> fun to announce. Yes to everyone that's there but i'm not actually gonna pick that one i'm gonna pick the quacks related mm. racing one that sounds honestly yeah. really fun to play
0: some medieval racing and dice rolling because there's no dice rolling in the regular quacks there is that None. deck bag and pool building which it says here i'm gonna pick the moonlight castle their worker placement in a five plus game seems interesting i don't that's a good think that's call I'm trying to think, is that something that happens in kids games? And I'm just not like aware of it. Cause I'm not thinking of it in that way, but I'm interested in the fact that there's a worker placement. So you have some piece that you're setting out to do an action or taking a spot. Um, yeah, I'm interested in knowing how that, how that plays out. All right. Going on to legacy games. So really something to take you through the whole winter, not just the holiday season. We have aeons Inn, legacy of Gravehold, one to four players Legacy elements with an immersive branching narrative. That's kind of what they do. Um, Cooperative games, deck, bag, and pool building, card game, and fantasy. We have Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, one to four players, vanquish monsters with strategic card play in a 25 scenario Gloomhaven campaign. There's an action queue, action retrieval, adventure, and exploration. We have Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. Transform Isla Nublar into a welcoming home for prehistoric animals. Cooperative game, legacy game, adventure, movies, TV, and radio theme. The King's Dilemma. Three to five players. Leaders join in council to vote on the kingdom's issues, but with hidden motives. Bias, bribery, fantasy, and negotiation. Uh, My City. Two to four players. Develop your city through the ages in this family-friendly legacy experience. Bingo. Catch the leader. City building. Pandemic Legacy Season 1 two to four players. Mutating diseases are spreading around the world. Can your team save humanity? Action points, cooperative game, environmental, medical. What a list.
1: Easier there. There's still a couple of uh, fun ones. I'm just hoping that as we alternate, my titles just get easier and easier. And <laughs> still remain with some amount of yeah. that's yeah. not one we're using every day, like Isla Nubar.
0: I was guessing. I'm not a big Jurassic World fan, so... Isla? I think I said Isla as well. Did I? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I it's a Jurassic World I just thought it was funny. legacy game. They have games uh, t- like from a many different years. The Pandemic Legacy 2015. Stretching from that all the way to, I think, yeah, the Jurassic World one was just this year. Kind of branching around there. The Gloomhaven one you can find at Target. So very easy to pick up and very affordable. Possibly... Nope, you know what? My City is the most affordable one on here. Gloomhaven's oh, yeah. 50, but I think I've seen it for 40 at Target before. My City, it lists 34.95 on here, but I think I've seen it for under 30 before, maybe even 25. It's a legacy game that also has a um eternal mode or something like that where there's one mode you can play forever and ever. The other side of the board, you as you play, you get stickers and events that happen and you change your board. Uh, based on what happens in each play of the game. And you play it 24 times for the full legacy experience. That's kind of broken into eight chapters. As a legacy game, it's a it's an easy one to recommend. I don't think the rules are perfect as you're opening those extra episodes. It's kind of easy to get something wrong. That one is on Board Game Arena. We're currently in the middle of it, you and we I. We are. So you can really give it a go on there for almost free, and see how see how you like that one. Uh, King's Dilemma, I think, is pretty serious. There is bias-bribery negotiation in that one. Um, I would be interested, but I I doubt I'm going to like a bias-and-bribery game. Do Probably you, not. Do you have a pick for this section?
1: So, there's a lots of options, and a legacy one's a little harder sometimes to imagine, because I'm, I'm always going to picture playing it with You guys. Like, I'm not ever playing a legacy game with someone else, so I'm trying to imagine in this holiday gift guide of just Mm -hmm. maybe playing with people that... Well, maybe you're giving it to your friends. I guess that's fine. I was imagining, like, a holiday game, but I don't think that's what this is. I would say, I'm going all dinosaurs this winter. Jurassic Park. Let's do it.
0: Nice. Very cinematic. I mean, you know, you can turn on the... Movies or the soundtrack while you play. There's a lot of other kind of built in theming when you're going with something that has that, that's already an, an existing IP. I feel like if you haven't played Pandemic Legacy, there's actually a podcast that just came out by Shut Up and Sit Down, very popular board game reviewers and content creators. And I'm in the middle of listening to it, but they're talking about the games that everyone must play. And I believe Pandemic Legacy season one is on their list. It does feel a bit that way. Now, when it came out in 2015, none of us were expecting actual worldwide pandemics. Like it, 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 it right. felt like a deeply uh, hypothetical scenario. So now yep. playing it in 2022, whole different kind of vibe around that. So I could see people maybe not wanting to be like, yeah, I'm gonna spend a legacy in pandemic. I, you know, I did that. It was the last two to three years of existence. So uh I I'd say if you can't get behind that one, absolutely My City for how affordable it is. It's a tile-laying game. It's made by uh Reiner Keniziev, which is a well-known and very prolific board game designer. And it's just it's a solid little experience. It's not really gonna be as momentous or probably even memorable as Pandemic Legacy, as maybe everything else on here: Gloomhaven, King's Dilemma. The maybe even the Jurassic World one, but it is a solid four two to four player. And if you play with two people, you can play through the campaign twice. I don't see anything that would stop you from that. So you can play a campaign oh, sure. game twice. It'll play out, you know, it'll be the same things, but of course whether you win or lose each time kind of changes, and you still have the eternal game. It's a lot of value for dollar there.
1: Those are great. So next up we're gonna move to like a midweight game. Yeah. First up, corrosion. Build temporary engines and put them to good use before your machines and gears rust out. It's going to be action retrieval, contracts, industry, machinery, manufacturing. 60 to 120 minutes, it looks like, on that. One to four players. Next up. First, rat. One to five players. 30 to 75 minutes, rats collect items for building a rocket to the cheese moon. Point-to-point movement, race, adventure, animals. Founders of teotihuacan Te- teotihuacan <laughs> <laughs> action points contracts ancient city building 45 to 60 minutes one to four players yep
0: perhaps you're going to establish yourself as one of the great founders of teotihuacan <laughs> sorry I knew
1: I, <laughs> I knew I was missing one of those things i was like i said the ball i said them ball
0: <laughs> i thought you were just avoiding like i'm not saying oh, it again
1: <laughs> no <laughs> um Mosaic: A Story of Civilization, 1 to 6 players, 90 to 120 minutes, a card drafting engine building civilization game, action queue, area majority, influence, civilization. Space Station Phoenix, 2 to 4 players, 60 to 120 minutes, dismantle a fleet of spaceships to help build your own space station. In-game bonuses, income, science fiction, space exploration.
0: I'm almost positive this one is Tillatum.
1: Tillatum. One to four, 60 to 100 minutes. Use dice for resources and actions to gain riches in the Renaissance. Action points, contracts, economic, Renaissance. Wonderland's War. Two to five players, 45 to 125 minutes. The looking glass has shattered and war has come to Wonderland. Area majority influence, deck bag and pool building. Fantasy.
0: Based on your reading, I feel like the mood shifted when you got to Wonderland's War. The
1: cover is very striking.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the Cheshire cat and it's kind of purple in the back, but it's glowing, and then the eyes and teeth are glowing yellow. Yeah.
1: Alice in Wonderland is getting a lot of like board game. A lot of play these days. Yeah.
0: I think it might be resurgence, I think. I think it might be in public domain, you wonder? Like it's got to be, but you would
1: think like Wizard of Oz might also be. I'm not seeing any Wizard of Oz games.
0: But Wizard of Oz would be newer than Alice in Wonderland. I Is it? Am- wouldn't it be? Because wouldn't, maybe I don't know when things are made. I guess I thought that book was older, but maybe not.
1: Well, Alice it, it was Wonderland. written like Depression era, I think, right? Because it was all like an analogy of the Depression.
0: For Wizard of Oz. But was Alice in Wonderland like, was that not older? Were- like, hardly the point. Early 70s. I don't know. Anyways, uh, oh it is a very striking cover. We've played Space Station Phoenix on Board Game Arena. We did. There was um one, there were multiple tabs because of how much is going on in that game, which is not something you commonly see on Board Game Arena. And then also, I was like, I'm just not going to get any of those. That's probably fine. And then the rule book, which we didn't read, but that's our deal, Uh, was like, make sure you get those because that's the point of the game. And I was like, oh, well, that explains why I didn't get any points then. Um, so, you know, it'd be good to actually play that one. I think when you see it on table, it's just like cardboard everywhere, but playing it digitally, you don't really get a sense of that. And then corrosion. I really like that one. I like the temporary engines part of it. A lot of engine builder games are like you build them and the game kind of edits an endpoint where the engine gets powerful to the point where it's not interesting. If you've done a good job in the game. And then if you haven't done a good job in the game, you know, you're just sitting there with an engine that doesn't do anything. Um, So this idea of kind of timing the engines to because you're shifting them all just so to get things in and out of them, putting them to good use before they turn to rust, kind of going with the whole title of the game. Very interesting. And I feel like that one kind of didn't get as much. I like that it's on this list now because I think that it was very good and maybe flew a little under the radar. So maybe I'm just going to go ahead and pick Corrosion, even though I already have it. It's the one that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get this for somebody else. So this is a good one. This is one they're unlikely to have also, I think.
1: Yeah, Teletubb seems really appealing. It feels very classic, roll dice, take mm-hmm. actions, gain points or money in this case, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I and like it's dice a tried and true model. Yeah, that one sounds very good. And I think that one's very new like not only did it come out this year i don't think it's been out for very long
1: either okay a lot of i haven't heard of that one now first rat i've heard of we've talked about that and we know i like any rat based game (laughs) we've been down this road before
0: i am opposite A lot of these came out in 2022 corrosion was 2021 but it looks like all the rest of them did come out this year so that's a very that's a very new category overall All right, moving on to modern classics. Oh, man, boy, are they ever, based (laughs) on the two that I've seen so far. Seven Wonders, that's two to seven players. Draft cards and develop your ancient civilization and build its wonder of the world. Closed drafting, hand management, ancient card game. Carcassonne, two to five players. Shape the medieval landscape of France, claiming cities, monasteries, and farms. That's area majority influence. Map, addition, city building, and medieval dominion two to four players acquire the most valuable lands by building your deck with treasure and power cards deck bag and pool building delayed purchase card game and medieval king of tokyo two to six players it's a fight to the death when monsters battle over tokyo in this dice roller dice rolling dice icon resolution dice and fighting ticket to ride two to five players build your railroad across north america to connect cities and complete tickets connections contracts and trains and wingspan one to five players attract a beautiful and diverse collection of birds to your wildlife preserve contracts dice rolling animals and card game those are
1: all classics
0: classics i will say that the most modern in there is wingspan in the year 2019 and i think it's sort of like is this when we're officially saying that it's i mean this isn't official but i think it's sold very well is it really that new modern classic along with Ticket to Ride from 2004, King of Tokyo 2011, Dominion 2008, Carcassonne in the year 2000, and Seven oh. Wonders in 2010.
1: I don't know that it would make, if I was making a classics list, Yeah, I would have put Splendor in there instead of Wingspan.
0: I think that Splendor absolutely should be in there instead of Wingspan at this point. And for this category, Splendor was family weight. And I would say Carcassonne is family weight. Dominion, it's a little bit on the edge there because there's so much reading and like so many different cards you can have. King of Tokyo is definitely family weight. Ticket to Ride is also family weight. So I think there is some overlap in the classics with that family category. Because even Azul, like, I I could see more than one game in that family category also being in the modern classics. And at the end of the day, like, you know, you can't fill everyone with every game that applied. We already kind of said there's some overlap.
1: That's true. Still though, I will be since I didn't pick it before selecting Splendor in defiance <laughs> of this list as there my modern, as classic, your modern classic.
0: You know what? Yeah. I think that's fine. Uh, I was just, Aaron said today, like, Oh, do we need to keep this copy of seven wonders? Cause we're talking about what games we're going to keep and go as, as the collection kind of ebbs and flows. And, I think for the modern classic reason, I was kind of like, yeah, we're going to keep seven wonders. I think as a seven, it's not something that I've often played at seven players. I think this would be a really good one in the five to six player category. The scoring's a little weird. You can find apps that score for you. You can play it on board game arena with seven strangers, some, or six other strangers somewhat easily. And when you really play it with seven, I think it is pretty different than when you play it with three. Not that the rules are any different. It's just you pass the cards, you're drafting and passing cards. And when you play with seven, you're just like, I'm not seeing those cards ever again. When you play with three, yeah. it's like, what might come back to me? So very, very interesting game. Am I picking it? You know what? I'm not. I'm picking King of Tokyo. I have a soft spot for King of Tokyo. I played a dice rolling game today. And I know, Adam, you'll often say, I'm very good at Yahtzee. Uh, we played Dice Hunters of Therion and uh, the comment that I keep putting in the BG stats app, both time I've played it, I've won, and I just put, I'm very good at hunting dice. Like yeah. just rolling them, it's like, oh look, I have all these swords. I guess the, all this money is mine now. So I really like a dice rolling game. It's it's silly, it's light. I think it's hard to get too serious about a dice game, and that's what I like about it. And yet somehow Aaron finds a way to get very serious, as if it's a personal affront when he's not rolling what he wants to roll so you know go figure moving on to new releases
1: yeah so we're gonna make a big shift obviously from the classics to something brand new on here yeah Um, we're gonna start off with dice conquest one to four players 30 minute play time with a powerful team and dice as your weapons take on a gauntlet of monsters it's a cooperative game critical hits and failures dice fantasy dolce one to four players 30 minutes Compete with other players to create the most delightful desserts. Bingo. Multi-use cards. Card game. Exit the game. Advent calendar. The hunt for the golden book. 1 to 99 players, (laughs) depending on your guest (laughs) list. Um, In case your 98 cousins show up. Right. You now have a game. Perfect. Play Play time 45 to 90 minutes. Can Santa's golden book be saved in time for Christmas? The time is running. Cooperative game, adventure, deduction. Flamecraft, one to five players, 60 minutes, in a magical realm of village awakens, and artists and dragons make coffee and cakes. Contracts, in-game bonuses, animals, card game. Gutenberg, one to four players, 60 to 120 minutes. Become a pioneer of printing and create the most renowned workshop. Auction bidding, open drafting, industry, manufacturing. Rear window, 3 to 5 players, 40 minutes. Can Alfred Hitchcock lead you to the murderer out of your rear window? Cooperative game, deduction, movies, TV, radio theme. Struganov, 1 to 4 players, 90 minutes. Explore the vast expanse of Siberia to gain wealth and fame. That's the new releases.
0: I think I distracted you because I started shaking my head during Stroganoff because I just was not at all interested in exploring the vast expanse of Siberia. But I'm
1: always interested in Beef Stroganoff, which is sounds similar so and you I have, thought it was gonna be a gravy-based game and I was gonna be pretty excited about
0: that. It's not. It looks no. far more like Scythe without the mechs than anything. Yes, it does. But you can have Beef Stroganoff and Stroganoff. Like I like a themed game day, so something to be yep. said there. I don't even know if Beef Stroganoff is like in any way you know sometimes people just like oh i heard a name of a place and here's some noodles like they don't have anything to do with one another i don't know if that's I, the case
1: i don't think they even think it's spelled the same like i don't think they're really? actually related at all. i think stroganoff is like a double f on the gravy and this is a v
0: oh well look at us learning either way i'm not picking that one are you no no we're gonna move right on i think rear window might be for what is an IP game? I believe there's a game night of this. I didn't actually watch it. It was the thing where I like turned it on and then got distracted. But I think that that one might be surprisingly good. I shouldn't say surprisingly. It's really cheap. It's only a twenty-ish dollars. That one is at Target, which means they're gonna have a sale on it. Mm-hmm. And I want to think that I heard it being like cooperative, maybe unless something happens and then things kind of shift that could be wrong that could be wrong but watch the game night for that one uh through board game geek because i think that i think that one might be interesting i'm not not gonna pick that either though these at the top i not the exit calendar if i'm honest but there are a few there that i either like because i have played or sound interesting dice conquest i do like rolling dice
1: Yep. And the critical hits and failures, I always think is fun. It feels like that kind of maximizing the experience where mm-hmm. you can, you know, deal two, three, four times the damage or yeah. damage nothing. I right. like that all or nothing with dice because it's kind of what we're doing anyways.
0: Right. And the look of this feels like we heard that you liked rolling dice in D&D and can't be bothered to actually play D&D. Like that's you want to very- read a book? Nope. No, I just want to take on a gauntlet of monsters. What don't yep. you understand? I'm more interested in this than I would have expected because like, I do just want to roll dice. Like, did I kill it? No? Okay, I'm going to roll the dice again. And I, we don't even really know more about it, but that one does look... I don't think we should both pick it, but no, like... it looks
1: pretty affordable, too. It's something on that, that one of us could give to the other
0: dollars. one of us and then we could both play it. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> yeah, Dulce, I have... I like it. It's not getting high ratings here. I don't know why. I I enjoy it. It's a bit multiplayer solitaire. I'm okay with that all the time. And I think it's a a cute, a well done game. Components are perfectly nice. I'm into it. I'm into it. Thematically
1: too, if we're imagining holidays, Mm
0: -hmm. not that
1: like, you know, stabbing orcs can't be
0: Fun, exactly, but the exactly.
1: making delightful desserts maybe is going to be a little more and on theme with the kitchen.
0: I find it surprising that this is age 14 plus because it's not for content. There's there, It's absolutely just desserts. But you, there is this idea that for a given card, you're either turning it to the backside where you plant it in your little field and it can produce resources for you. Or you're turning to the front side where it is a building that can accept resources to get points. And there's this idea that you're refining the resource. So you kind of have like a whole peanut and that goes into something. And then a refined version of it goes into something else. And then finally, the most refined version maybe goes into like peanut butter. There's a sense for the ingredients that you use that they're being refined. And then you're using the whole ingredient, so to speak, for this. And then kind of the leftover bits for this you know, chopped topping maybe for the whatever the next dessert thing is. And then maybe you're using like the ground ingredients at the last. So you're kind of doing this engine thing where you're using those resources. See, I'm surprised that like, I feel like it's perfectly fine, but I'm glad that it's on this list as well because maybe it's just not the right people seeing it, people coming in with other expectations. Yeah. I would like to
1: imagine like, some some parent being like, no, you can see that PG thirteen movie. That's fine with the violence and such. Yeah, but Dolce, not till next year, Mister.
0: No, bingo yeah. and delightful desserts. I don't not think so. Else. Yeah, maybe when you're a little deeper into high school, you know, maybe yeah, that's junior mature. senior year. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. Then you'll be ready. I I kind of want to get one of these Advent calendar exit things. You know, because why not? I don't expect 98 other players. I do expect to be on the one, maybe two end of that.
1: I'm never expecting 98 other people. No. Not in a store, not anywhere.
0: No. Nope. No. I can see, I can't imagine, I don't know why you would. The only place I can imagine that many people playing it is a convention? Possibly on a very popular internet stream of a game, but otherwise mm-hmm. a, a Christmas convention where I guess you 're all going through the exit advent calendar that 's something that 's probably happening somewhere
1: yeah that 's true,
0: yeah, so I think i'm ultimately i I think flamecraft is absolutely adorable. I saw it at the game store, I think for only forty dollars, which is wild that 's a very good price for that game. I got the Kickstarter ones, so it has fancier things in it. But honestly, it they, they doesn't change the game. You play the game the same way. Uh, I think that game's really good. I'm going to pick Gutenberg because it's the one on here that I most want to play that I have not played.
1: It's a good pick. It looks so good, too. Like the yeah. opponents and, yeah.
0: Did you have a pick for this? I haven't
1: picked anything, have I? No. I don't think so, so you've kind of sold me on, oh, no, I'm sorry, Dice Conquest. I, I forgot it was up there. Oh, honestly. okay. <laughs> Dice Conquest.
0: Yeah. We talked about other things. Yeah. We did, we did. There's some, there's some good ones in there. I think we both knew that we weren't going for stroganoff, and then it it got pretty tricky. There's a lot of good options. Okay, I think I'm the up rear
1: window it. one. I think is interesting also because. Mm-hmm. Generationally, like it's got Jimmy Stewart, I believe, on the cover, which is appealing to
0: oh, a specific
1: era of right. movie watcher. So there may be kind of that draw when you have multiple generations, maybe in a house, over the next couple months.
0: And then it is a cooperative thing. Like, oh, I know
1: that movie. I saw that when that was in theaters, when things right. cost a nickel, and we yes. were on World War One or whatever it
0: was. I went with your grandfather. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. that's that's the voice you have to use for the past. I know. Uh, yeah, and I think also that you'd be able to watch the movie probably on some streaming service. You would think so. You could like you know kind of sit around with the family, watch the movie. Maybe the next game, next day, play the game. Eh, it's cute. It's a nice little. It's a nice little weekend. Yeah. We all solve a murder together, like a family. <laughs> that that one is thirteen plus, and maybe that is just because like oh yeah, I oh, don't know, it's a murder. Uh, All right. I'm up next with Next Step. I don't really know what this means. I think it means cute games that are surprisingly difficult because the first one is Creature Comforts. One to five players, winter is coming. Prepare your burrow so you and your family can be comfy cozy. Dice rolling, events, and animals. We have Everdell. One to four players, gather resources to develop a harmonious village of woodland critters and structures. Contracts, in-game bonuses, animals, and card game. We have the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Start with a single city, then explore a new land for treasure and more. That's one to four players. Bingo, hexagon grid, adventure and exploration. Nidavellir. Two to five players assemble and prepare a formidable crew of dwarves to fight the miney Fafnir. Constrained building, open drafting, fantasy, and mythology. We have the Quacks of Quedlinburg. Two to four players pull ingredients from your stock to make your pot bubble, but hopefully not explode. A Catch the Leader deck bag and pool building and medieval. Savannah Park, one to four players help animals form big herds by cleverly relocating them within your wildlife park. Pattern building, score and reset game, animals and puzzle. And finally, we have 10penny Parks, one to four players, build epic theme parks to attract visiting people and inspire thrill, awe, and joy. Income, set collection, and city building. It's a
1: pretty good lot right there. Um, Yes. A lot of good... These are the categories where I feel like we could pick probably almost all of them.
0: Is Next Step sort of a Spiel des Jahres? These aren't Spiel des Jahres games, because that tends to be a game that is like... Family ish, but then somehow has a bit more uh depth, or a bit more strategy or something to it. Yeah, I is think that it's what's not going a heavy on? Game, here? But it's below it's not, a heavy game. It's below what they're calling heavy. I think it's a is it below what they're also calling midweight, but above what they're calling family? It's hard to I think categorize. There's things. not a lot of
1: heavy topics on here they're staying away from no. that so maybe that's part of it too like yeah you can get people to play it because we don't have to like solve world crises oh right we can just play a game
0: right maybe that's it. right that's the next step hmm yeah it's kind of a weird uh, they don't t- say at the top of every category like these games are dot 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 some of them are self-explanatory but yeah this is a little hard to understand why these are put together in any case it is a lot of good games
1: it is. Savannah Park's the only one I actually don't know or have really heard or played.
0: Yeah, I think um, Rotto has a video of that one at least. Like, I think I've seen him play it. And that was, this is a 2021 game. That was maybe early this year. So it's been a while. It's it's hard to know. I don't, I don't think I would gravitate towards it based on what's there. I've thought about Tenpenny Parks more than once. But of these, I I have a few of them. Nidabalir, you can play on Board Game Arena. Everdell just had a new app come out. mm, Um,
1: Creature Comforts is pretty cute looking on the cover. And I think that's...
0: The goal is to get cozy for winter. So Mm, you're trying to collect everything and, and yeah, prepare your burrow to be the most cozy. It doesn't get much better than that. Like Honestly, that's what I feel like I'm doing right now anyway in life. Right. But I would say I I would like to play the Guild of Merchant Explorers more. I think that's the one I'm gonna pick out of this category. Um, we've already talked about Quacks and the fact that I don't know why the buy now on it's so high on here. You can definitely get quacks for less than eighty dollars, I think, unless it's just weirdly out of print right now. But yeah, we, we've already talked about some of these games, certainly in other episodes. I think for me this time I'm going to give it to the guild, though.
1: I think I'm going to stick with uh, quack quacking it up for Quedlinburg. Oh, you're all I've quacks I've got the horse game. I'm all dinosaurs and quacks. That's my theme. <laughs> I want lizards and birds. Right? They
0: might be kind of the same family. Are dinosaurs rep- like reptiles and birds? Is what you're going with? Uh,
1: yes, in my science, they are the same. So okay. yeah, in my house, <laughs> that's what we call. We call it's, them the you know, creature. it
0: seems like some of the dinosaurs fly. I'm not a. I'm not a scientist.
1: I agree. I followed the logic perfectly on this because they <laughs> seem like birds like like dinosaurs because they're like the oldest remnants yeah. of what that era was. So it feels and I feel like very I've prehistoric.
0: Heard before that maybe some of them had feathers and like we're never drawing them that way because that seems ridiculous.
1: No, not anymore. Now it's just all snakes or wings. But like you know, back then <laughs> it was just a simpler time. Mm-hmm. You know, snakes could have feathers. Feathers could have snakes. You know. All right, it's it main party games.
0: It's you, and how appropriate. You love a party game.
1: I love a party game. Uh, blockbuster. Acting. Though there's no description.
0: There okay. isn't. That's confusing.
1: Yep. Acting. Team-based game. Movies, TV, radio theme. I'm going to not say party game. In the party game category? Now.
0: Yep. Yeah, sure, sure.
1: Codenames. Classic. Two-day players, 15 minutes. Give your team clever one-word clues to help them spot their agents in the field. Communication limits, memory card game deduction. Dixit, three to eight players, 30 minutes. Give the perfect clue so most, not all, players guess the right surreal image card. Race, simultaneous action selection, card game, humor. Humor? Humor. All right. Green team wins, three to 12 players. Little bit larger of a player option there. 15 minute time. Get on the green team, stay on the green team, and win. Team based game? Well, just one. Three to seven. Twenty minutes. Give one word clues so someone can guess one word, but duplicate answers are discarded. Communication limits, cooperative game, party game, word game. Pinpoint. The three in one party game for clever clue givers and guessers. Now if your 98k cousin showed back up, two to ninety-nine. Yeah. Thirty minutes. Communication limits, cooperative game. Party (laughs) game.
0: They're all party games. I feel like more in the party game category than the other ones. The description, when given, is pretty much the rules of the game. Yep. Like you probably go on that and figure it out. I guess code names, there's a little more to tell you how we're gonna exactly do that but all
1: who's cracking up at Dixit who's just all Chuckles I, McGee playing Dixon
0: I guess I didn't play it right and maybe that's why I eventually got rid of it because I it was fine the the art is very like kind of surreal I guess I don't think surreal is even
1: it, it's whimsical. dreamy it's whimsical dreamy. And dreamy
0: it is dreamy and I think that's I think that kind of wore thin on me and the idea of giving the clue so that most, but not all players, I think I never really loved that bit because it is like, if you do it for all, it was too obvious. Yep. If you don't do it for enough, then you didn't, you know, you weren't really communicating with other people. I think that's kind of a weird spot to sit in, but that's a 2008 game. It has been popular for most of that time. Who am I to say? I think the blockbuster game feels a little more random in here and maybe that's just because they didn't give much of an explanation of how it actually plays
1: well it's probably not trivia because they would have said trivia so it's got to be some uh, guess in the movie
0: yeah it says acting team. so I'm, yeah. I imagine it's like charades so I, that's that's pretty classic that's pretty classic party I think for this one I mean Codenames is an excellent game but I'm going to pick this green team wins I've I've yeah. heard about it I have not played it I uh, like the clarity of get on the green team, stay on the green team and win. And that is a good play count where I don't want to, maybe that feels even more of a party game. When it goes up to 99, it's kind of like, what is this even? This is a crowd, crowd game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to give it, I think green team wins three to 12, clear objective. I think that's going to do it for me.
1: Solid. I think just one is the right pick but I'm not going to pick it because I pick it okay. every time it shows up on a list. Yeah,
0: that's fair.
1: I am going to pick the blockbuster game. Cause I okay. think full party game. That's yeah. going to be maybe the silliest, right? You're up there, you're yeah. dancing, you're doing mm-hmm. shapes and faces and voices mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think it's going to add that's humor. That's going to cause someone to laugh, right?
0: See yeah. Uncle
1: Greg, try to act like, you know, whoever that's, that's funny.
0: And I think that this game comes in like a VHS-ish kind of case, like a clamshell Perfect. kind of case. So I think well, that's it comes also Well comes with a clamshell
1: fun. and a late fee, I believe. Just
0: comes oh, with that. Yeah. <laughs> you owe them yes, two yes. or more dollars. Yeah, that seems right. That seems right. Ooh, we're getting near the end here, which is good. We'll see if this is a big old double episode or if it's if it gets split apart. But we're going to roll on in to Roland rights. We're starting with cartographers, 1 to a 100 players. Explore lands on behalf of the queen and draw the most proficient maps to earn favor. That's bingo, grid coverage, fantasy, territory building. We have dice hospital ER emergency roll, 1 to 6 players, flip roll and write your way to treat as many patients as possible. That's dice rolling, dice icon resolution, dice and medical. We have the isle of cats, explore and draw. One to six players, explore the Isle of Cats and draw what you see. That's grid coverage, line drawing, animals, and fantasy. We have long shot the dice game. One to eight players, bet, buy horses, and influence jockeys for cash in an exciting 1930s-era horse race. We have betting and bluffing in this one, dice rolling, racing, and sports. Next station, London. One to four players, draw two blinds to cross the Thames and connect London. That's connections, line drawing, city building, and trains. We have three sisters, one to four players, manage your backyard garden of corn, beans, and pumpkins, dice rolling, paper and pencil, dice, and farming. And finally, welcome to the moon, one to six players, escape from earth and plan the humankind journey to the moon to save humanity. It's bingo, narrative choice slash paragraph, city building, and science fiction, I don't know what narrative choice slash paragraph is. I'm kind of thinking about getting rid of all my other welcome to games. And I'm wondering if I'm going to try welcome to the moon, but I'm still on the fence on that one.
1: Narrative choice paragraph.
0: Yeah. So I guess maybe there's just a lot of story in it. But Three Sisters, Next Station London, long shot the Dice Game, Isle of Cats Explore and Draw, and Cartographers are all roll and write games that I have and very much enjoy. So this is a tough category. I'm thinking Dice Hospital doesn't stand a chance for me.
1: Because we played, is that an
0: expansion? We played
1: Dice Hospital, didn't
0: we? It wasn't a roll and write that we played. We played something else. So I'm going to say yes, this must be emergency roll, like a roll and write spinoff.
1: Gotcha, okay. The good news is is there's lots of great ones. So oh, when yeah. you give this as a gift. I, I really enjoyed uh Long Shot
0: yeah. the Dice Game.
1: I think that's gonna would be my pick. I think that feels very party like as well at a mm-hmm. potential mm-hmm. holiday event. Betting, gambling,
0: yeah, rolling. The- there, we got this long shot the dice game. We do really like it. There's also ready, set, bet. Who knows if it's going to show up on here, but that also feels like if everyone in the family is okay with uh, playing a bit of gambling, that's one that you can get a lot of people around kind of shouting and excited. And I'll say about uh, a lot of roll and write games end up being multiplayer solitaire. That's why the cartographers especially can say up to a hundred players because really You pass out the sheets, you flip a card, everyone's just filling it in. Mm -hmm. But the long to the dice game has a lot more interactivity because there's this common horse race that's happening that you're all able to manipulate and bet on. There's that kind of shared aspect to a roll and write game. Because also, Three Sisters, it says one to four. And I'm trying to think I've played the solo game more. I'm trying to think why can't you play that with more people? I do not know off the top of my head. But a lot more of these are more just you're on your sheet, you're doing your thing. It's not well, that necessarily.
1: Be you and then your three sisters, which would be four. The logic's out.
0: Sure, 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 sure. That does add up. That adds up. Uh they're all they're all good games, but yeah, I you've given it to long shot. Yeah. I think that... I would give it to, Next Station London's okay. That is also, Next Station London is on Board Game Marine as well, another one that you can try on there. Welcome to the Moon is not, but the other welcome Twos are. I would give it to Three Sisters. I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of both designers are, so I won't say either of them, but they uh, also did Fleet the Dice Game. They, I think, did Motor City, another game that's coming out soon ish maybe i've played fleet and three sisters and there's kind of a shared theme wise they're not at all related but just the designers going from one to the next there's some shared dna there and uh i i enjoy their their sense of combo in a in a solo kind of roll and write game speaking of solo games
1: speaking of solo games we've got isla and something shiny isla goes alone adventure in a mystical world choosing different paths
0: that's what it says.
1: One-to-one players. I'm going to stop saying that, too. Um, 30 to 45 minutes. Narrative choice paragraph is showing up again. This must be maybe a new mechanic they've added in here that we don't know yeah. how it's being applied. This is scenario mission campaign game. Adventure and animals will be showing up, apparently. Final Girl. I think we talked about this on another episode a little bit. Mm. Um, now this is a one-player game. 20 to 60 minutes. You alone must survive and defeat the horror movie killer. Dice rolling, hand management, card game, horror. Maze Scape Ariadne. This is a one player game. Playtime 5 to 90 minutes. Maze Scape, the solitaire game with labyrinths that defy logic. Multiple maps. This is a solo solitaire game. Maze. Set a watch. Now this one's 1 to 4 players. 45 to 80 minutes. Fight to keep your party alive as darkness brings death and destruction. Cooperative game, dice rolling, adventure, card game. Sleeping Gods, one to four players, 60 to 120 minutes. Voyages of the steamship Manticore and her crew on the wandering sea. Action points, cooperative game, adventure, exploration. Under Falling Skies. One player, 20 to 40 minutes. You alone command the forces of a city holding off invading aliens. Dice rolling, modular board. Dice, science fiction, dice. <laughs> so that's a pretty, it's a pretty solid mix. Uh, the uh, Isla looks to be like an eight plus. So that's a mm. younger target yes. audience solo game. And
0: it might be kind of nice as a storybook solo game. If they, they have this narrative choice paragraph so that you're kind of reading the story, making decisions and then still kind of playing a game instead of just buying a static book off the shelf and reading that. That's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, that is really interesting. The maze I thought, the defying of logic, I wasn't yeah. sure how the mazes do such things.
0: I don't either. And I think there are, I don't know how many maze games, but definitely more than one. It is very affordable. It's only $10. The five to 90 minutes, I don't know. Is this multiple maps? I don't know if that means that, I don't know how many multiple is. I don't know if playing one map is five minutes and playing all of them is 90 minutes. Not sure oh. exactly it says, mate, are you just solving a maze? But, you know, for $10, you could give it a try and find out.
1: Sleeping Gods, you've played before.
0: I didn't care for it. Right. And I recently, I'm trying to remember who gave this same opinion. I think it might have been Amy and Maggie on Think Your Themer on YouTube. I think that one of them said that there's not really a way to clue you in on going back to the main storyline. And even though they really like it, you can... F- kind of unintentionally get lost on side missions when that's not even what you wanted to do. It's one thing if you want to do the side missions, it's another thing if you kind of just are sort of circling through them without really knowing why or where to go to get back. And I think that is a very well stated of what I didn't like about this. I didn't play it enough to kind of understand that's what was happening, but I felt like we were just getting keywords I think that that is a slightly unusual experience for the game. A lot of people report not having that experience, really enjoying it, really diving into the story. It has a it's art by Ryan Lockett who has this very distinct storybook kind of world that the the art will kind of pull you into that setting. There are some pretty nice versions of the game where like you know, kind of slightly nicer bits inside. But all of that, I'm picking Under Falling Skies. I, it's the best solo game listed here. There's been other solo games on this list um, that we've talked about. Final Girls just a little too much horror for me, even though I've heard good things. I'm picking Under Falling Skies. It's great. I haven't even played it as much as I want to. There's a campaign in there, but also you can just play a game of it. And uh, I think it's great. I've played it cooperatively where it's not too much to keep track of, but it's enough where you can sit with another player and be talking about the decisions and how should you do this or that, where you kind of feel like you're in the control room under these falling skies, like the cover kind of shows, and you're all there trying to figure out how to take on this threat. It works very well as a cooperative game. So it is something that sets up a bit long on your table. You could have everybody kind of sitting around and sort of watching, sort of giving opinions, and things like that, I absolutely pick Under Falling Skies. It's a, it's a, it's a really good game.
1: And I trust your opinion. You are the solo game expert of the people that I know. Also,
0: I've got a shelf here staring at me that's got a lot of solo games on it. So it's hard to, hard to refute that.
1: And I think I for the solo game section, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick that Isla and the Something Shiny because I think that's pretty cool. As in an increasingly digital world. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's a really cool thing as an alternative to an iPad, to a, something else like that.
0: Mm-hmm. They can sit
1: there. I don't know how involved this game is. Right. Sit and play a game. I know just growing up, I spent a lot of time reading, spending time by myself, kind of just immersing myself into a world. This might be kind of a cool way to take that to a, a fun game level yeah. for the future generations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It shows the play time is 30 to 45 minutes, which I think is also a nice amount of time. It's not like hours and hours, but it's also not like 10 minutes. Get out of here.
1: Right. Yeah. Good call.
0: Moving on to stocking stuffers. For stocking stuffers, we have bag of chips, two to five players. Gamble on which chips are coming out of the bag. Hand management and push your luck. We have dandelions, two to three players. Dandelions try to plant the most seeds across a variety of beautiful gardens. That's area majority or influence, area movement, dice and environmental. We have Holiday Hijinx number one, The Kringle Caper. One to four players, The Kringle Caper is an escape room style game in just 18 cards. That's deduction, finale ending, card game, and deduction again. The Mind, two to four players, play your cards in ascending order without communicating. Timing is key. Communication limits, cooperative game, card game, and number We have quicks two to five players use everyone's dice rolls to mark off numbers, but you can't go back. Once you pass bingo dice rolling and math star realms, two players compete head to head to create the most powerful deck of spaceships and bases. That's deck bag and pool building delayed purchase card game and fighting star Wars. Jabba's place, a love letter game two to six players danger and deception await you in the lair of the galaxy's most notorious gangster. Deduction, hand management, card game, movies, TV, radio, theme. What a stocking.
1: What a stocking. And there's just really talking about the size of the game, it sounds like, with this. That makes sense.
0: I think they Um, are talking about the size. Now, I haven't seen Kringle Caper in person. So uh, we'll have to take their word on that one. And the same, the Love Letter games have been in bigger boxes. I'm looking at these to say, would they all fit in one stocking? Of the ones I know about, that would all fit in a... I'd say a standard healthy stocking. Like the standard yeah. red felt, white top. Dandelions is a little boxy. I think you're gonna want that one near the top. But that uh bag of chips, the mind, I'd throw those down in there first. I'd throw quicks in next. Star Realms is gonna fit nice in the middle. It's just a deck of cards. But I might I might leave dandelions at the top in case things get things get awkward, you know? Yeah,
1: that's a good call. Yeah. Um so of these, if if you were going to Receive one in your stocking. Which one yeah. would you be? Oh, goody!
0: I already have a couple, and I think I will exclude the ones that I have. So that is, that excludes dandelions and bag of chips. Bag of chips was a total impulse buy. It's honestly not bad. It's complete nonsense. The scores are like this card's plus eighty. This card's minus two hundred. Like there, it's very, it's very weird. um I appreciate the communication limits in the mind, but I also maybe kind of don't like how simple it gets if you turn on a metronome i think you've won the mind and maybe that's not good enough so i'm gonna go with i don't hate love letter like you do but i'm gonna go quicks because i think legitimately that's the one that i would have the most fun with that's one that we started playing a fair amount on tabletop simulator during the depths of the pandemic that was one of the kind of smaller games we would play pretty often on tabletop simulator you can get a, a dice cannon so you can put your can- your dice into a into a cannon and then it'll f- shoot them out. Um, that's how we would play Quicks. So, you know, I think along with that memory, it's, it is just a nice little dice game. Uh, I think that would be, and it's very stocking size. Like there's enough space to put candy in there because honestly, fill my stocking with candy. What are the holidays for? But sugary bad decisions.
1: Right. That's fair. Uh, that's what I've heard on every card I've seen this season. <laughs> um I'm just such a. The bag of chips, I think, would be appealing because it's just different than other board games. Like, yeah. just the feeling of it. It works but all I right, want too. A theme on a theme. I want to be solving the Kringle caper <laughs> Christmas morning. I want to open that up and we stop what we're doing and we yeah. use cinnamon rolls and we solve this crime.
0: Holiday hijinks number one is really setting you up for hey, every Christmas, this could be in your stocking. number Like, if they're just. Keep releasing them? Every year, a new holiday hijink.
1: Yeah, the Flag Day Massacre. I want all of these. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're going, oh, I was keeping it this holiday. You're really going year round with this. Okay. I think there is something, uh, there's something pretty cute. It says a playtime of an hour, which is, I don't want to say long, (laughs) but I mean, it's more than I expected for the Kringle Caper. I think getting that in a stocking and then that's just a little activity you're doing while you wait for breakfast or maybe right after breakfast, et cetera. Like, that's kind of nice the day of for a, what's going to be a one-time use of Escape Room-style game.
1: Agreed. And it's at a price point. I mean, it shows $10 on oh, there, yeah. so
0: perfect. And these, these are all showing, let's see, 15 and under? Well, Dandelions is showing 25, and honestly... I'm not saying don't pay 25 for dandelions. When you get it, you're going to be like, where is the other $15? Yeah. Um, it has some very nice little dice in it, but like that, that does feel a little high for that one. Moving on to thematic games. Take it away.
1: Thematic games. Games with a theme, I hope. <laughs> Destinies. One to three players. 90 okay. to 150 minutes. Characters are going to be exploring a medieval fantasy land as they race to fulfill their destiny. Love Dice Rolling. Map Edition. Adventure. Exploration. Then we're gonna move on to the Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth. One to five players, sixty to one hundred and twenty minutes. Heroes explore Middle Earth working together to combat evil in an epic campaign. Campaign battle card driven, cooperative game, adventure, fantasy. Mansions of Madness! Second edition. One to five players. Two to three hours. Unravel mysteries in Arkham with your investigative team in this app-guided game. Area movement, cooperative game, adventure, exploration. My father's work. Two to four players. 180 minutes. Continue the work of a mad scientist over the course of three generations. Events. Hand management. Horror. Nemesis. One to five players. 90 to 180 minutes. Survive an alien-infested spaceship... But beware of other players and their agendas. Maybe also the aliens. We'll come back to that. Okay. I would think. Campaign battle card driven cooperative game. Adventure. Horror. Role player adventures. One to four players. 90 to 150 minutes. Choose wisely in this RPG style adventure. Every decision has lasting consequences. Campaign battle card driven cooperative game. Adventure. Dice. Vagrant song. Two to four players, 45 to 120 minutes. Six train hoppers hop aboard a ghost train and must work together to escape. Action points, cooperative game, adventure, dice.
0: I mean, Uh. I am really gonna just cut to the chase on this one. A Vagrant Song. I've wanted Vagrant Song not since... The last Gen Con that just happened, but the one before that I tried to get Vagrant Song. It has that uh, old timey Mickey Mouse, uh, what's that called? Steamboat Willie kind of art style to it that you now see in Cuphead. You see other places. I'm not even like that into specifically that, but I like the cooperative story that's happening here. There's a very like dark undercurrent to all of it in this ghost train because you're like, you're not like healing these people's souls, but I don't know that it's far from that. It is surprisingly one of the more affordable games on here based on the buy now prices that have been provided. Now I think the Lord of the Rings journeys in Middle Earth, I think Aaron might like that. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan. He just watched all the Rings of Power. But uh I guess Destiny's is only forty one dollars. But yeah, I I'd go Vagrant Song for sure.
1: Yeah. And that's a good pick because it also seems to deviate from kind of just fantasy, fantasy, fantasy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I know like Nemesis or whatever is sci-fi, which is just fantasy in the stars. There's
0: definitely a feeling of some uh, dark fantasy as well. And I think Vagrant Song, while it is still, I guess dark, still fantasy, it's it's taking the theme kind of down a different alley that I appreciate. I don't know why the thematic themes... They all had to be madness. My father's work, and that's horror. And Nemesis is this in alien-infested thing where people are, like, betraying you as well. I don't know why there can't be any deeply thematic, but, like, really great, happy, light things. And I don't know if that's just the way they've picked them, that there are thematic games we've even talked about that have that lighter theme. But right. I think that's a little weird. Like, the covers have a similar color profile to all of them
1: yeah lots of gray skies the sun is always covered
0: up in all of these covers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's true in vagrant song too but i think it gets stylized to the point where i just appreciate a little more and that's already been one kind of on the list for a while
1: well i think with vagrant song too it's by incident right they're just hopping aboard trains and it happened to be a ghost train is that right
0: i'm gonna say yes I don't think that they were seeking out a ghost train, uh, but I, I don't, I don't know. You know, sometimes if when there's a story, it's sort of like, but they're dead too. Like I, I haven't played All it. Right, I don't know if that's, that's going to be the spoiler twist ending, but I, I, I don't know how much they are, are not connected to that train. Like was their fate already intertwined?
1: Oh, gotcha. That's fine. But it just seems a little yeah. more like, Hey, uh-oh. Got ghosts to deal with.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say that sometimes a thematic game, when it is an IP game like Lord of the Rings, you're kind of helped by the fact that you have a lot of that theme already. So it's probably a little easier to achieve than some of these other board games that aren't. Nemesis looks exactly like Alien. So that.
1: The My Father's work over three generations is a little interesting. I don't know how much you reset and start over and carry stuff through that. I've seen... The pieces—it's
0: a long. It wasn't play enough
1: time. to teach me how to play. Oh, they're all so long. All of these are so long.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the thematic part. That's what it takes. Oh. Yeah, the top end of all of them is two hours. I guess it's just how long it takes to get immersed. And finishing up with two-player games: Disney Sorcerers Arena, Epic Alliances Core Set. That's two to four players. You summon Disney and Pixar characters to fight in the ultimate battle. Area movement, card play, conflict resolution, collectible components, and fighting. We have It's a Wonderful Kingdom, one to two players. Build up your kingdom by getting your hands on the best cards. It's betting and bluffing. I cut, you choose. Card game and fantasy. The mirroring of Mary King. A mortal woman and her ancestor's ghosts fight for control of the woman's living body. Advantage token. Card play. Conflict resolution. Card game and puzzle. Quarto. Two players. You choose the piece your opponent plays next. Four in a row of the same attribute wins. I Cut You Choose, Pattern Building, Abstract Strategy, and Children's Game, it says. Targi, two players, a contest between two nomadic tribes along desert trade routes. In-game bonuses, Modular Board, Arabian, and Card Game. T for Two is a two-player game. Recruit characters from Alice's Wonderland to duel over Tarts and Tea. Deck Bag and Pool Building, Take That, Card Game, and Fantasy. Last of all, we have Wolfwalkers, My Story. It's two players become a storyteller in the Wolf Walkers universe and craft your own story. Once per game, abilities, open drafting, card game, and fantasy.
1: Um, I'm glad to see Alice in Wonderland showing up again, proving yes. our point from earlier.
0: Yes. And that one's from 2020. So it's just a, a few years here. Alice in Wonderland popping up in different places. I'm not familiar with Wolf Walkers at all. So they if say it's, it's in that universe.
1: Storytelling games, I don't always typically love. In the same way I do other things.
0: Yeah, I I don't have too much for that one. Now, Targy is on my short list. That one is available to play on Board Game Arena. I've never played it. I recently redid my list on there to have a big list of things I want to play. And then 10 games that I'm like going to try to play next. Okay. Uh, to kind of narrow things down, give a little focus and give a list of things to learn. And Targy is on that list. So... I think that's sort of the one that I'm maybe gonna pick. Porto, eight. I, I, it's perfectly fine. I didn't know. I didn't know of it being a children's game. I feel like it's maybe I feel judged. I feel like it's hard, but I guess it's straightforward in what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, probably by rules it is. Yeah, and maybe by strategy, it's kind of one yeah. of those where.
0: And maybe it's yeah, just a it's shorter a children's game. like when you play it as a kid. Maybe it's just shorter because someone's more likely to. Have an unavoidable win than if you mm. play it play it otherwise. But yeah, and that game's from nineteen ninety one. I yeah, that's getting to be possibly the oldest one on the list. I don't know that we've had one from before from before that.
1: No, um, I'm picking. I think Disney Sorcerers Arena.
0: Honestly, it's not a bad it's not a bad choice. It's I not think a bad choice. My understanding is they're
1: going to keep expanding that universe as yeah. well with more oh, decks. They sure every deck, will. yeah. <laughs> And with Disney owning so, so many. many franchises now, that's, that's part of it too. Is that you get Star Wars, you get some right, of those things you get in Marvel, there.
0: right? That's a yeah. lot. That's it's all a in lot. There. And I, I mean, Disney and Pixar. I wasn't even thinking of that. I have seen it. It looks. It is not the same as. Uh, what am I thinking? Unmatched, but it's not wholly different from that. Where you kind of have some characters. There's a board. There's some movement. It looks like the board is a little more straightforward than what you see in Unmatched. But I think that gives you, and you use three characters, I think, instead of two mm-hmm. at a time. I don't know if it's like a pick whichever characters you want kind of thing, or if you have to sort of have certain sets, but as you as they keep growing and then as you can keep mixing anything out, then you can have all these different teams. We do have... Uh, wonderful kingdom. And mm-hmm. that one we haven't played it too much. That one seems good, but yeah, I think overall I can't say that I felt like that was a super strong two-player game category for me personally um in this overall no, I want holiday to set
1: a in there. I mean, I think that is a great gift.
0: Yeah. If you're going to go all the way back to 1991, you know, I I think that it's hard and maybe there's who knows? Maybe that was in there last year. We'd have to go back and listen to see what were the categories even? If they were the same? And oh, were they, you know, are they trying to not just put the same games in there year after year? I could see that being maybe sort of disingenuous. Right. Overall, um to just be like, "Yeah, still buy this game every year. Just just buy it already." So, that is the complete Board Game Geek 2022. Holiday gift guide. Again, we'll have the link in the episode description if you want to browse through those. And you can click on the titles on that list as well and see a little bit more about the games. A lot of times you can see pictures of the games that are also listed there on Board Game Geek. And the way this list works, it's a little tricky to realize that's what's happening. But you can log in and then say, oh, this is a must-have, this is a maybe, and make a list from this that you could then share with your. Family, friends, other people who've agreed to buy you things. I guess Secret Santa maybe at, at, at work or through some other grouping that you know of. Most of these are a bit expensive for the Secret Santa list that I typically see, but we got that stocking stuffers area. So to finish out here, is there a game on the shelf, Adam? And I'm going to ask myself the same question, that I'm excited to break out this holiday season. It could be one we've already talked about, but it, it wouldn't have to be. wouldn't have to be.
1: I I really like games where, so the holidays are coming up, you get mm-hmm. typically maybe a different mix of people than normal. Maybe mm-hmm. not, but I think we're kind of talking in that world. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do want to remind everybody, every game is different as soon as you add any new person into it Yeah, as well. So every game kind of becomes more valuable during this time of year mm-hmm. because you're getting a different play experience. I think party games lend themselves even more so to that just because you don't have some of those complex strategic elements. I think that um, the Clover game, which one's that? So Clover. It's not on my shelf. It's on your shelf. I'm taking it, it off of your is. shelf for this yeah. season. Yeah, I think that one would be a blast to play with new friends and family you have not played that with.
0: Right, right. And it's just word association and you do sort of get this interesting peek into someone else's head and you play it with it's cooperative mm-hmm. in a kind of a weird, everybody takes a turn sort of way. So then you are all kind of sitting together and thinking like, well, I mean, I don't know what, what was she thinking with this? Are these words go together? How would she put, why would this match with that? So you kind of end up having this discussion about how this other person has interpreted the clover. Cause you have these four different cards, And you write one word that associates two words on two different cards. But each one of those cards has four words on it. So as soon as you take it off the clover and the little setting that's there and you add in one bonus card, you're trying to figure out what is the way that this word puzzle all goes back together that makes sense. And what's tricky about that is it doesn't always make sense. Because sometimes they wrote a word and no one knows what they're talking about.
1: With our game group, I feel like we play a lot of games together. We also Mm -hmm. all know each other pretty well yeah. say, at this point and i think yeah. like we were having those discussions of no 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 that's not what that is and no I thought there's that no way he showed do to me the depth of that game
0: yeah yeah as i wonder how that ends up being when you're with more varied people in a sense does it get like does it get easier or harder because i think what can be hard if you're all kind of similar is now you're finding out like the exact little edge where you're different but if True. you're all pretty different to begin with it's like oh this is obviously what they said about these two words because like they are more distinct each person in the group is like more distinct where close friends you get a little bit of groupthink mm-hmm. and then it it kind of shifts as to like oh we know it's these two and then it's like i have no idea here because we're really we're trying to now access outside of our groupthink yeah that's yeah. a good one That's a fun one. I think the one that I want to get off the shelf this holiday, actually it's one that I got for you. We played. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm going to buy this for my own house. And that's flip ships. Oh, I think that's also one where dexterity games are not often cooperative. A lot of times you are like trying to not knock the thing over, do the thing the best. And that kind of challenge can be, I guess, ableist ultimately, and also kind of like hard to then surmount. Uh, it's a very much more, it's a very intense competition, um, very much like sport. But in flip ships, you all are collectively trying to flip these tokens, which have ships on them, and like attack things. In a sort of under falling skies, the um, space invader, you know, the attacks are, def- are descending upon the city sort of way. And it is something that kind of takes up the table. It's going to take up a good amount of space. It's going to be very action oriented. So it is kind of kind of get you up a little bit and moving, which isn't always something that happens with board games. Um, so yeah, that's one that I think uh, non-gamers that may be visiting won't feel like it's as much of a board game. And I definitely have a presence about board games in my house that my that's definitely... I don't know. It's probably intimidating. If you think you might want to play a board game, then you also see that that's what I have instead of bookshelves, like where other people have bookshelves or pretty much have board games. That one, I think, feels more uh, intuitive, feels a little more fun. And then since you're all trying to do it together, it feels as uh, a little more uniting for the holidays, maybe, than some of those, even something just like Jenga. Jenga's fine, but it is like, do it good or lose, um right. and there's a more camaraderie maybe in something like flip ships than those other more classic dexterity games.
1: Good pick. Yeah, that's uh that's a fun one going into this season.
0: It's it's bound to be a fun holiday with all these games. Hey. That's a fun Thank you so much for listening to episode 80. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at VariantHex. We have a website and a blog at varianthex.com, and you can email us at podcast at varianthex.com. As mentioned in the intro, if you log into BoardGameGeek and view the holiday guide, you'll see ranking buttons for every game. The options are must have, interested, undecided, and not interested. We hope that you are following along or are now gonna go to the site and check that out using the link in the episode description. You'll also see a link to all of our picks in the description. This is a very neat feature of these list and all you have to do is log into BoardGameGeek, make your own picks on the list, then click the blue button at the top right of the list that says view my games. You'll be on a new page that has all of your picks. You can then export these or share the link with anyone you'd like this holiday season. The next episode will be Coffee Shop Games with Aaron and myself. We'll talk about Dice Hunters of Therion and Dice Stack unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 79 more episodes headed your way. The next one being our latest Gatecrasher episode about board game rule books and learning to play games. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.